So boys and girls, you may remember last week, there they all were, Caleb, David, Lizzie, and Lenz, in the, they had just climbed down this tree into this lava tube, all right? And the sound of the, this rushing, whatever it was, was getting louder and louder. And they were, and Caleb, David was saying, you know what, we, we need to leave. Maybe this is the lava and it's coming after us. We need to leave. And Lenz was saying, wait, wait, wait. Hey, everybody, listen to me. Can I ask you, do you smell anything? And David said, well, no. And he said, exactly. Does it feel hot down here? And David says, well, no, actually, it feels a little cool and damp. And Len said, exactly. Guys, this isn't lava, but listen, do you hear that? It sounds like water. It sounds like a river, maybe even a river rushing underground in another lava tube, but right next to us. Guys, I think we're going to be okay. And David looked at him and said, are you sure? Because our, we're, we're depending on you right now. Our lives are in your hands. And Lenz looked at him and said, I really, I mean, I've, I've lived near a, a, a volcano for all my life. I think we're going to be okay. So as they began to walk along, probably maybe half, half a mile or more, they began to see that the lava tube curved off to the right. And there was another tunnel, looked like it was man-made, heading up and straight in front of them. And there was light coming from this tunnel. And Caleb said, I tell you what, guys, I think that we should follow this because I think it's going to lead us outside. Boys and girls, what do you think? Well, they all decided they're going to take that one. And they started heading up. And it wasn't but maybe 100 or so yards. And they came out into a rocky ledge. And the valley was filled with light. And there they were on this big rocky outcrop and overlooking the valley, maybe 20 to 30 feet up in the air, looking over this valley and sharp cliffs from the mountains on both sides, maybe half a mile wide and miles and miles long. They didn't know how long. They couldn't see the end. And there was the river meandering right down the middle of this valley that they came out to and off to their left and then into the mountain that they had just walked through. That was the river they heard. And as they were looking at this marvelous, beautiful sight, Lens just started muttering, Mokili Mbembi, Emiliantuka, Gongamato, pointing up into the air. And they thought he's starting to freak out. What is going on with our friend Lens? I mean, Come on, this was hard, but this hard. And so they, they asked me, Lenz, what, what are you talking about? Any points? Now, boys and girls, I want to show you, if I could, this. Do we have it up? Ah, okay. There we go. This is the lava tube that they were in. Now, Lizzie took some pictures, and I just want to walk you through a few of these pictures. But this is the lava tube that they were in. Do you see how big that is? Now, when they come out to the outcrop and leave the lava tube and they're looking over the valley, Lenz points to this creature right here and says, Mokilium Bembi. I believe you guys call him a, a sauropod or maybe a brachiosaurus. We've heard only rumors of these in our land, but here's one right in front of us. 
And then he pointed to another creature by the river, and this one was smaller but much scarier. And he said, Emilia Antuca. See, that means killer of elephants. See that large horn on his nose? He is really dangerous. And the rumors say he is ferocious and will kill anything in any way in his path. And then he pointed up to the sky and he pointed to this creature and said, Kongamato. Now that means, in Lingala, that means breaker of boats. And this creature has been rumored in the tribes to be attacking people, swooping down on them, even breaking their boats. And as soon as he described them, and he said, this one right here is what I guess you guys would call a, a pterosaur, maybe a pterodactyl. And this is the guy that at night his belly has been glowing like, like a huge firefly. But as soon as he said firefly, there was a huge head that begins to pop up above the rocky ledge. And Caleb was quick on the trigger and he pulled his gun up, ready to fire at this huge creature that surprised them. And then put out his hand and said, no, 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 no. And he said, watch me, watch me. I've heard this, watch me. And he just begins to say, Mokili Mbembe, Mokili Mbembe, very softly, gently approaching, gently speaking to this huge creature. The creature's looking at him, and David is saying, he's going to bite his arm off. And then says, Mukili and Bambi, and he begins to touch his nose, and they're all beginning to freak out, and David, Caleb, raises the gun just in case. And he begins to stroke, Lens begins to stroke his, right here between his eyes and his nose. Mukili and Bambi, Mukili and Bambi. He begins to stroke the side of his head, much like you would a horse. And then he says, now, guys, very quietly, very slowly, watch what I do and follow me. And they're wondering, what is Lens going to do? And Lens grabs around his neck, and he swings himself around on the dinosaur, and he slides long all the way down his neck to the base. And they're just saying, and Lizzie is saying, well, we're supposed to do what? We're supposed to follow him? And Caleb said, let, now let, let's, let's be calm, Lizzie. Lens did it. We can do it. Do you want to go next? And she's looking at him and saying, what? And Caleb says, okay, David, how about if you go next? And he's, I can do this. And he slides down the, the sauropod's neck. And then Caleb says, now look. I really need you to go next, so I'm last. And she very gently approached, grabbed a hold of his head, and she too slid down. And then Caleb followed all four of them, riding one of these sauropods. Let me back up and show you again. Wow. And so Lens, he, he, he just kind of pats real hard, pats the side of this dinosaur, and the dinosaur begins to move upstream, right in the middle, upstream. It was probably 20 feet deep, and they, but they're above water, and then they saw this creature, and I showed you before, along the river, and he just begins to snarl and growl, and Lizzie is saying, uh, 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 do, do you think he's going to come after us? Should we make this dinosaur gallop if we can? And he says, no, 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 no. we're going to be okay. 
they never go into the water. That's as far as he'll go. And there was just this mean, snarling look on his face as they moved past him. Probably about a mile upstream now, they've traveled on this amazing, gentle giant. And Caleb says, I tell you what, this dinosaur is a godsend. I can't believe that he is doing this for us. About this time, there's a big tree hanging, its branches hanging off into the river. And there's this, I want to show you this. This is another picture that Lizzie took. This is a picture of an atlas moth. Their wingspans are 10 to 12 inches wide. Beautiful moths. Looks a little bit, we're used to the, just the, the white or light gray moths, but these moths are beautiful. He reached up, broke off a branch, and in his hand, he held what is called a cocoon. Now, this cocoon was about four and a half to five inches long. And as he held it, he showed it to Lenz, who's sitting in the back. And he says, Lenz, do you see this? And Lenz said, yes, what is it? And he says, this is what the moth looks like before he turns into that. And he said, really? Now, I've, I've studied quite a bit, but I, I've never seen a cocoon. But how is that? This beautiful butter, this beautiful moth. And Caleb quickly explained. He said, before they're in this cocoon, they're this long green uh, caterpillar with just a lot of legs and they're just so ugly. But after they eat a lot and get big and fat, they climb up onto this a branch and they spin with kind of like a web, but they spin this cocoon right here. Now, inside this cocoon begins this transformation that they call metamorphosis. And Len said, what? Uh, what? Say that again? Metamorphosis. That means that he is changing. Now, he changes on the inside of this cocoon. But after a while, the cocoon breaks open, and this is what comes out. He changes from a caterpillar to this beautiful moth. Len said, Wow, I never knew that. Metamorphosis, I'll remember that one. Well, they traveled about a few more miles upstream in this river, and all of a the sudden, their gentle, friendly giant began to, it was as if he was starting to dance. And they started to laugh, and they said, what is he doing? And then suddenly, he rears up on his hind legs, and his tail goes down into the water to the base of the river to stabilize him, and he reels up, and he comes back down. But as he reels up on his hind legs, all four of them fall into the water, and they're frightened. What is going on with our friend? And they swim ashore. It's not too far. Remember, it's only about 50 feet wide. But it's they half a mile wide, but they're real close to the shore, and he swim ashore, climb up onto a rock, and as they look out, they begin to see the largest snake, a, a river serpent, beginning to wrap himself around their gentle friend. And, the, and, and the, the, the sauropod is reeling back on his hind legs. And as this happens, the, the snake is squeezing tighter and tighter. And you can hear the groaning of their, of their friend. And they're wondering, what is happening here? This is... This serpent is like 60 or 70 feet long. He's, he's probably two or three feet wide. This is huge. Is, 
Is he going to die? And as the snake, then his head came out of the water and started wrapping around his neck. And suddenly, as his head came around in the front, the gentle giant, the dinosaur, reeled up again on his hind legs. And when the head of the serpent was in front of him, he came down on his head hard and splashed the water everywhere. And they all gasped as this happened. And then they could see that the water of the river started turning red. And then the, 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 the river serpent floated to the top and began to float downstream. And Caleb looked at them all and he said, that thing's got to be almost a hundred feet long. And the Lizzie was a little concerned at this point. Caleb said, I tell you what, we're not going to climb on his back just yet because uh, our gentle giant friend can also be pretty powerful. Let's, let's allow him to calm down a bit. I think if we walk beside the river that we're going to be okay. I don't see any creatures, and if we do, I've got my gun. And they felt pretty confident with Caleb's bravery. And as they began to walk along, they noticed that their gentle friend was walking upstream with them. Caleb said, if this isn't a dinosaur, I bet you it's an angel. And they kind of giggled a little bit, but he said, I think God provided for us, and he's watching out for us. Now, the sun was beginning to raise above the opposite mountain so that it was just shadows in the valley, and it was beginning to set. And Len said, you know what, guys, I... I think we better look for some place to spend the night. And Lizzie said, on the ground with our little tents, like what huge creature is going to step on us? Or worse, no, no, don't worry about it, Lizzie. Hang on just a moment. And David, David, Caleb points up against the side of the mountain that they were very close to at this point, And there was a cave, maybe 20, 25 feet up off the ground. And she looked at him and said, well... How are we going to climb up and get into that? And Caleb said, watch me. And he began to climb a vine. And there were actually two or so of them next to this, that, that, that dropped down from a tree next to this cave. And he, he, Caleb was a light guy, tall, thin, but very strong up top. And he just pulled himself right up. And they said, okay, well, Caleb, check out the cave and make sure it's safe. And he said, I'll be right back. And he turned his flashlight on. And he was gone for a couple of minutes. David began to call, Caleb! Caleb! There was no answer. And Lizzie is saying, David, maybe you should go up there and look for him. He looked at her and said, me? Why me? You're the oldest. Oh, he said. And he starts walking towards the vine to build up the bravery to climb up the vine and see if his brother's okay. And suddenly Caleb puts, puts his, pokes his head out of the cave and says, Thumbs up. This is going to work for us. It's a deep cave, but there are no animals. We'll be safe. Let me climb down. We need to gather some fire for the fire, for the some firewood for the fire we need to build tonight to keep warm. They began to gather some wood, and he was walking with Lens, and Lens said to Caleb, "You know, I've really thought about what you said about this metamorphosis." 
can I ask, why did you tell me? And he said, well, Lens, it's because when we believe in Jesus, there's a transformation that takes place in our lives that you usually don't necessarily see, just like that caterpillar in the cocoon. The Bible says we're born again. We become a new creation in Christ when you believe in Jesus. And when you do, he changes you. And he thought about that and then said, thank you. You know, I've grown up in a church all my life, but I've never heard it explained like that before. Thank you. As they gathered the wood and put it, pulled the wood up to the, into the cave and they began to position it just right to light it. And by now it was dark and they had, they had kind of eaten as they built the fireplace. But right as David was about to, to light it, Caleb said, stop, putting out his arm, stop, don't do it. And he pointed across the river, and he said, what's that? And across the river, maybe a little bit downstream, maybe a quarter of a mile or more away, they, they, they saw a fire off in the distance, so visible because it was night. And Len said, what is that? Boys and girls, do you think this is the evil militia? kidnapped Lenz's parents? And if it is, how are they going to even rescue his parents? And as they've been traveling down this river so far, there's, no, there's not been any river rapids. And is there even a city of light? Or is it just a legend? Next week, we're going to see if we can't provide some answers for those questions. All right? Well, boys and girls, I want you to keep listening. I want to encourage you that even as these caterpillars go through metamorphosis and they change inside, Jesus tells us that that's what happens with us, that we change inside as well. He says in John 3, verse 3, he says, if anyone sees or enters, if anyone wants to see or enter the kingdom of God, listen to this, he must be born again. Now, that doesn't mean he's got to enter into his mommy's tummy again and be born again. That would be pretty rough, wouldn't it? No, but instead, he's talking about a change that takes place in our heart. You see, inside of our heart, it's dirty, it's ugly because of sin. And inside where all of that sin and ugliness is, that's where Jesus wants to come and wash it all away. I'm a grandpa. I have changed many a child's diaper. Inside your life, yes, work with me with this. Inside your life is like this, this diaper. And it is stinky and sin is terrible and it's ugly. And God says, I need to change you. I need to change you inside. I need to wash all of that sin away. And forgive you. And the Bible says that when we believe in him, this is the cool part, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And why will they have life? Because just like this brand new diaper, we become a brand new person inside. And children, I want to encourage you, if you want to be born again, 
believe in Jesus. Trust him with all of your heart. Turn away from all of that stinky, junky, ugly sin and turn to Jesus. And he will change you in here and help you live for him. If you have any questions, I'm going to encourage you. Talk to your mom and dad. They'd love to share with you. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here next week for another exciting story about the lost city of Zion.